Welcome to episode number five. God damn, we've been moving through these episodes so fast. And so now we got the homie Wombat. And the reason why we started out with I Got Made by Special Ed is because Special Ed was one of the youngest cats in the game, killing it, killing it. Hip industry dominated by a lot of old heads. So I look at Wombat as the future of the blockchain and what we're doing out here. And it's an honor and a pleasure to have the young CEO, the, the young extraordinaire, the young one making it happen in the building tonight. What's popping, Wombat? Yo, yo, it's an honor to be here. Nothing much. Uh, it's been a long day. Excited to spend the rest of my day with you guys. And I'm excited for this interview. Let's get this started. Bro, that's what I'm talking about. When I was starting the show, I was, in my mind, I was like, you know what? I want, I want this brother to feel welcome and I want him to understand how I look at him. And the, the only thing I could go could do was remember in my head when Special Ed came out, people were bugging out how that song was. I got it made and just the, the logic that went behind it and all that stuff. So, bro, you're a young dude, but, you know, you could learn from anybody and you're out here putting in work. So we're going to take this time, whether, whether it's an hour, whatever, however, however amount of time you have, I'm all stuttering and shit. All the time you have to share with us today, we're going to use that time to get down to find out who Wombat is and where the future of Wombat is going. You ready to make this happen? Let's go. Let's do it. For sure. For sure. So I want to start off and say, you know, uh, here at the Daps Collective, what we're doing is we're highlighting people that we think are fucking dope. And what dope means to me is somebody that's pushing the culture forward, somebody making things better for somebody else, somebody exciting you with their talent or adding value to your life. And everybody we've been interviewing on these episodes are people that are making things happen in the Web3, on the Solana blockchain, um, from from leading animation projects to PFPs to one of one artists. So you're you're a you're more than a this is this is not a simple interview to do, bro, because you do so many things. And you, how old are you like 15, 14? Yeah, I'm 15 at the moment. And you know, part of the part of the big thing of what I do here is, you know, I've been I've been in the process of trying a lot of different things. Uh, something that you mentioned there that it's not I don't necessarily fall into one category of, you know, like an artist or like a community person. But part of that reason is because I've been trying everything out. I've been you know, I'm in an age where I can give everything a shot. And I think that's super important um, to find out what I can really connect with the most, what I'm really good at and where I can improve. Uh, okay, so how did you how did you start on this path? Walk with walk with me or walk me through Wombat uh, pre touching a computer and all that like what how were you as a child? Well, I mean, that one is kind of a uh, subjective, I would say. Um, I don't really know. I guess you could ask my parents that question. But you know, my I, I was kind of a little bit of a, a troublemaker. Um, for most of my years in elementary school, but I went to a, a school in middle school, which really like changed me. And that's when I started focusing more on like the really important stuff in life. And I started seeing things from a whole nother perspective. Uh, one of the biggest things that like really changed the game for me was my brother. He's a huge influence in my life, uh, someone I really respect. And funny, we mentioned that he's the one who got me into Web3 and uh, NFTs as a whole. So he was uh, trading here on, here on Solana. He was trading on Ethereum when it was at, I don't remember, like 100 bucks. So he's, he's an OG, and he wanted to get me involved. 
Um, I remember one day he was telling me it was a like I would say like two weeks after my birthday. Um, he was telling me about the eight mint, uh, the Dijon eight mint, and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, he gave me a whole summary about what they were about, how this could be something profitable, like the whole gist of NFTs. He told me. And at that point in time, I was like, oh, okay. So I decided to give it a shot, right? Um, I I got my $250 that I had for my birthday, for Christmas, you know, all the, the little savings I had at that point in time. And I said, let's send it. And I failed. Um, unfortunately, my computer wasn't uh, the greatest at, you know, operating. So I wasn't able to mint a DJ Ape, but I was there. Um, so I can share that experience uh, as soon as I, I failed there, I got a little bit discouraged. I didn't spend much time uh, in crypto after that. But I would say like two, two, three months later, my brother talked to me again. He was like, there's this new and evolving industry um, in in Solana, uh, which is the one out of one art industry. And I was and he told me about uh, Olaplex, which was the biggest like one of one trading platform back in the day. And he's, I was making poetry at the time. And he said, why don't you convert some of these poems that you have into, into NFTs and start selling them? So I began doing that. Um, the biggest problem that came with, with that for me at the time was, you know, uh, it was for me, I needed something in the background to uh, really like sell the piece, something that, you know, really represented what the poem was about. And that's when I discovered my love for pixel art. And uh, I think those pieces are still out there somewhere. Me Mecha Pixel collected them back in the day. I don't know if any of you guys know the name, but he collected two of two of three of my pieces. I don't remember who collected the other one, but it was I don't remember. But basically, that's where I found my love for pixel art um, and poetry at the same time, and that was my uh, beginning in the NFT space. Bro, well fucking say, man, and shout out to your brother, the plug for bringing you aboard, bringing you to this industry and onboarding you um, in a way that allowed you to grow, bro. That's definitely dope. Definitely for dope. Sure. He's an absolute legend. I'll never stop saying it. <laughs> facts, facts. And I feel like he's right in front of our faces, but for the sake, sake of just keeping things separate, you, you just don't say it, but I think we know him. Is it safe to say that? Um. Well, he's not in the space, but okay. I, I think I, he, I think we know, who, I, I said it before who he is. Um. I think his username is Wookie. He has an ape, um, He's part of the community. He's got apes. He's got pandas. He's got a drop bear. He's really involved in the DJ ape community. That's dope. So I uh, fucks with the, uh, the your 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 poetry is dope. And um, how did you get into poetry? Like, when did you first realize that you were a poet? Well, I would say the first time I really got it was um, there was. Oh, this is gonna sound so cringe, but there was this um, there was this girl who lived in my neighborhood, right? And so I was trying to to like impress her. And so we had a school project. I don't remember like what it was, but it, it had something to do with poetry. And after that, um, I, in the midst of this time, I was trying to impress this girl. So I wrote some poems. It was some love poems. That's really where I got started. And that's how I tried to impress this girl. And I sent it to her and she really liked it. And then I thought like, oh, you know, I could I could take this further. And I started making poetry about other things. Um, I mean, your poetry doesn't seem that that's that's a great origin story, because usually, I mean, back in the day uh, when I was growing up, you know, we used to make like uh, mixtapes 
right? We used to sit, you know, you could drop a poem for a girl, but we used to literally like take a cassette tape and like record the songs that you want her to hear and give it to her, right? Um, <laughs> but I'm reading your poetry though, because, you know, I, I stay on your page, you know, um, you know, let it be known. Um, the, the thought that goes into some of this, like, okay, you did that. What kept you in it? Did you research poetry a little, you know, like what kept you creating in that space? after that particular situation because your poems don't seem like the basic you've got a how can I, th there's a little bit more to it so d did you study any poets did, were you a hip-hop fan like or this is off the like and what is the process uh for you creating these uh poems yeah to be honest with you uh i know you're not gonna like to hear this but i'm not really that big of a fan of rap or mixtapes but um most of the stuff that comes from my poems are really honestly off the top of my head um, I think of it also as a way to, you know, express my feelings in a way that, you know, a lot of people don't. And it really helps me out a lot. If I'm struggling with something, I can easily just write about it. Um, that's a good uh, expressive way for me to to really release those emotions. Dog, that's it. That's dope. You say, I know you're not going to like this, but, but it's off the head. Yo, it's still off the head. That's that's one thing that 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 hip hop, what I used to love about hip hop as a poet. Right. Because I consider myself a poet. It's just, you know, whether I write a rock song, whether it's a, you know, it's a hip hop style song or whatever, it's poetry and um, sharing poetry off the head. It, you have to have a certain sense of mindfulness or understanding about yourself and knowing what you want to do. So I commend you on the ability to do that. Are you able to continue to create poetry off the head? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, it's definitely something I've I've been, you know, I would say, I wouldn't say struggling, but it's something that I've been less, uh, I've been doing less in the uh, couple past couple months, mostly because I'm, I'm in a really happy place in my life. But uh, I also realized that, you know, I could take these feelings of happiness and really express those into poetry as well. Um, you know, if you really look into like the back, like back into like the poetry that I was making a couple, couple months ago, some of the stuff um, were like sort of darker topics, um, not necessarily darker, but sadder, uh, more like sorrow based. And, you know, that's like, when like obscurity, like around mm -hmm. that time. Exactly. Yeah. Most mm -hmm. of them were um, pretty uh, sorrowful uh, at the, in that period of time. But, you know, there's always there's always other ways to, you know, get inspired and uh, produce poetry from that. How did you, um, so when you started, so Holoplex, okay, so Holoplex was, is, is, correct me if I'm wrong, was the first place you put uh, one of your po uh, poems, one of your pieces? Uh, I actually released three on Holoplex uh, way back in the day. I was almost like a year and a half ago. That's dope. How did you, how did you make the transition to where you are at Exchange Art? Because when I look at your collection and look at your profile, and you, you're sharing this, that you've only been here for a little bit in your age. You're not that old, man. It's like it shows it's not about age. So let's just move the age out of there. Right. If someone says he's too young, it, it, that doesn't mean anything because you put in more work in a short amount of time than people three times your age who have had more time. <laughs> so guide me. What is your motivation, bro? Yeah, listen, my motivation is really, you know, success, seeing how far I can really push myself. Um, and within that, you know, uh, setting goals for myself, you know, setting certain expectations, but, you know, keeping myself, not keeping myself limited to those expectations and goals, really just seeing like where I can take my brand, where I can take what I'm doing with my artwork and, you know, going from there. Do, uh, do your friends at school know what you do 
uh, on the blockchain? Uh, they know that I do. They know that I do NFTs, and that's basically it for them. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. You can't. <laughs> he's he's kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Hey, you know what? You you you're there in my book, bro. Because uh, you're here on this space. I wouldn't have want. I wouldn't have wanted you here in this space if you didn't inspire me. I mean, you're doing art. You're like these. Um. Your mummy PFP series are fucking dope, like straight up dope. You know, uh, the animation you. is dope. Um, everything you're doing on there, like I said, you got a good mix of the poetry. The poetry was dope because you know, as a as an MC and as a fan of, of of authors, literature, and and poets, you know that was dope. But then, like your your uh, pixel style is kind of unique. You kind of have your own style as well, right? Like some people. You know, pixel is pixel, but you've got like a vibe or your brand is, is speaking for itself. So, um, so yeah, definitely, bro. You're a legend in my book, uh, legend in the making. Uh, you are the future of this because if you keep moving, and this is just a guesstimation, and I'm not that smart, but if you keep setting goals, like you said, you're doing short term goals, reaching those goals, motivating yourself, and just moving forward, bro. When we all become boomers, and we're not boomers now, but when me, Sapo, Shrimp, cardboard you know what i'm saying even moon when we're boomers bro you're going to be the person that's going to take keep pushing this and and, and and take it to the next level and i'm looking forward you doing that and that's not any pressure wombat i don't want you to think i'm putting any pressure on you <laughs> i just, no, want, no. You, I just want you to continue doing you because what you're doing so far it's it's dope bro thank you so much really appreciate it so so okay, so you say I'm not a fan of rap. So what are you listening to? What what's the what's what do you get what do you get inspired by on the entertainment side of things? In in entertainment side of things, you know, the only rap I would say I really like listen to like um constantly would be uh Hamilton. I'm a big fan of Hamilton. Um you know, Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel Miranda is a is a huge inspiration to me. He's done a lot of great things with his uh song lyrics and what he writes. He's incredible. Um, and generally like the music I listen to mostly is, uh, Spanish music, which really traces its like roots to like my childhood as well. Um, well, I guess, you know, earlier in my childhood, um, it would be my parents always played this music when I was a kid, you know, my grandparents, it was always, you know, on the, on the, in the car we used to play that they have their own playlist of these Spanish musics, you know, Ricky Martin, Shakira, um, all of these great artists that I really like um, in terms of uh, Spanish music. And, you know, I love, I speak Spanish as well, and in case you guys didn't know. Hablas, I was going to ask you, hablas español? Claro que sí, claro que sí. Que sí, sí, mi uh, um, uh, piquito español, señor. Piquito. <laughs> My Spanish <laughs> sucks, but, um, dog, so what, what's, your, what's, your, what's your ethnicity? Uh, I come from El Salvador. I was born there, and I lived there for five years. So all my family lives there and we go to visit. Um, we try to go at least once a year for New Year's. How old were you when you came to the U.S.? I was five years old. Okay, look, that's why we're connected. You know, listen, I, look, the universe works in some strange ways, but it's not strange. It just is. Because I came from Zimbabwe at the age of five, bro. Really? And, yeah. And we shared the same thing. English is my second language. I was in ESL the first time I came. I just came back from Zimbabwe about three months ago, and I grew up listening to all kinds of stuff. So, you know, as we were talking, there were some assumptions, but when you went down and say Latin music, 
you answered the question. I'm like, I wonder if he speaks Spanish. Then I was like, okay, what kind of household? And when you said El Salvador, I've got a homie named Elicio from El Salvador, a good friend of mine, a radio DJ host in the Bay Area, California. So, yo, yeah, I came to America at five years old, just like you. And, and that's what we have in common, plus a lot of other stuff, bro. So that is freaking dope. Dude, that's Super awesome. Dope. Great experience for sure. Heck yeah. So, look, I'm a big fan. And this, I'm going to, people are going to say what the fuck is Props talking about. I'm a fan of a Salvadorian food, uh, Nicaraguan, uh, like all Latin food. Everything like Latin America, I guess I have like a super uh, Asiatic ethnic uh, palate. Like I like yucca, right? Like anything yeah. yucca, empanadas, um, ceviche. Um, um, I mean, Treats the other day posted something, I believe around Christmas time. Uh, and my, I'm not, I can't pronounce the, the, the dish, but it was like a Colombian dish with like pollo con something. I'm bullish on all Latin food, man. So what's your favorite? dish from where you come from i'm gonna be honest i'm a really picky eater but i would say the most uh like the most famous food and like the most famous dish from el salvador would be the pupusa which is basically just uh like a tortilla with like cheese inside of it and it's absolutely delicious i cannot tell you how delicious it is and you can even put chicken inside of it you could put like rice and beans inside of Ooh, it is delicious Hey, I second, I second that. Uh, props, props is gonna say uh, Wombat is correct. I'm a big Papusas fan. Uh, the bean and cheese. Actually, I cheat because there's there's a brand they sell at Whole Foods. You could just buy <laughs> the the bean and cheese or the chicken ones. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I need the homemade joints though. That's where you get the flavors. Yeah, those um, are. Dope. That's what's up, bro. So as a so I'm gonna use the term as an immigrant, right? Like. How do you see opportunity coming from El Salvador to here in the U.S. in the space as you hustle? Does that play a part in in your work ethic? Um, do you th- or you know how does that work for you? Um, in terms of you know being an immigrant, I honestly don't really see it. It's that much of a difference. You know, I like to think of myself as like you know the same as everyone else. I'm lucky enough to live in a country here in the U.S where, you know, a lot of the, there's a lot of opportunity, Um, you know, a lot of people coming from El Salvador and that live there don't really have the same opportunities that I've had, you know, having a a good education, um, having the chance to, you know, potentially go to a a great college. Um, It's just not something that happens over there in El Salvador. But, you know, it's, it's really inspired me to keep going forward. um, Because, you know, like I said, a lot of people don't have the same opportunities that I have. And, you know, it's something that I can't just take for granted. I mean, bro, you, you're sitting back from El Salvador, one of the youngest cats in the game, making moves. You know what I'm saying? Is a panda, main factor in the panda, and also is now in the monkey dow, stunting on all these OGs with the monkey PFP. I mean, bro, that's so inspirational. Do you have any plans on doing anything maybe to inspire some of the youth in El Salvador or maybe some of the youth collectively um, through your journey as an artist and as a businessman? Yeah, you know, for sure. I've definitely considered doing a lot of things when it comes to other youths in here. I've tried to get a bunch of my um, a bunch of my friends here from like, you know, that I know in real life from school. I've succeeded in doing so. I haven't had much luck with them, you know, sticking around, but I've succeeded in getting some of the people in here. Um, I've had people that I know in real life buy pandas. Um, and it's been, it's been a great experience. Um, I, I know a bunch of people who I know that I would love to have to be in here with me. 
Um, you know, even having the same opportunities to be talking on these spaces, some people that are incredibly smart, much smarter than I am, um, that go to the same school as me, you know. Um, and I think in terms of, you know, getting other people like inspiring youth and especially in El Salvador, um, I'm definitely considering doing something in terms of uh, like a charitable work over there. I think that's super important because as we talked about before, there's a lot of kids who don't have the same opportunities that we have. And I'm definitely um, planning on doing something for my high school volunteer hours, you know, for my college application and even just for the for the thought of helping kids in El Salvador, you know, get potentially get some of the same opportunities that I've had and using my experience that I've gotten here in the space to propel myself forward in doing so. Yo, that's that's dope, bro. That's dope. I'm going to take a quick break and, and uh, ask everybody to hit that purple button on the bottom. I uh, got carried away talking to Wombat. Uh, the child of business. Uh, so give it a, give the room a retweet, give everybody a follow on the stage. And we're going to give away uh, some animated artwork a little bit later on. And in order to get that, you must be following. We are Daps, Wombat, At The Real Props, and Cardboard right there who's rocking a custom PFP from Wombat himself. I can't wait until I have one of these so I can change and alternate and, and stunt. I have not rocked a Pixel PFP yet. And Wombat, I'm looking forward to rocking a Pixel PFP, and hopefully you can help me do that. I will rock the hell out. Oh. <laughs> Join the tomb. <laughs> so we're going to have to make that happen. <laughs> okay, so you guys got the lights on. Um, if, if anybody has any questions or whatever, you know, pull up, uh, raise your hand up. You can come on stage. You know, here in the community, it's really about just making sure we all get a chance to, uh, to, to share our perspectives um, if you have any questions to ask, there is no stupid question. The dumbest question you can ever ask is the one you don't ask. So on that note, um, I'm going to move it over to uh, Wombat and ask him. Uh, this is going to be a random, super random question. Um, back to kind of like the NFT world. What are you excited about in the NFT on Solana right now outside of your personal projects and, 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 and DTP and the Geniverse? Like, what are you excited about? I'm excited about all the building that's happened. Um, we're in a really bad, I would say, a really bad situation in terms of the markets. You know, the whole FTX crash happened. Um, but all of this just gives us uh, more room to build, I would say. Um, you can really tell the people that are here to build, the people that are here to make a difference, and the people who, you know, will just leave because the situations are unfortunate. And it's important to make that distinction, especially in the in the bear market, um, so, you, so that you know who to trust and you know who... Uh, is truly, you know, here to make a difference uh, when it comes time for the bull market. Do you believe in a omni-chain future? Or are you specific to Solana? Um, I haven't done my research on that, but in my opinion, um, I, I'm not a maxi for sure. I have investments in other, in other cryptos, but I do believe Solana is an extremely undervalued uh, crypto asset, and I believe that the future of NFTs and the future of DeFi really uh, favors Solana to take the lead. I like that that boy saying, yeah, I have other investments. Dude, I'm going to send this episode <laughs> to my nephew, you know, because it's, um, dude, it's, 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 it's dope. Like when I was uh, in another thing, I think we relate. I got into entertainment um, when I was around 16, right? So like 16, 17, I met a dude named Sway. He used to be a host on MTV. Um, this guy with the dreadlocks and the big hat. 
but he used to host a radio station and I met him one day and gave him a demo tape. And I was like, yo, here's my little demo tape. And he was like, yo, if this is whack. I'm not going to call you. If it's dope, I'm going to call you. And, you know, it was like one of the first calls I had from somebody who was like, yo, what you're doing is dope. And it, 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 it reinforced me asking questions. So at 15, at 16, you know, my mind was uh, like my first marketing deal, right? First marketing deal, I was a freshman in high school and everybody had a beeper. So this is equated to everybody having an NFT right now. And, you know, the people who had beepers were either drug dealers or doctors. <laughs> and I was a kid. And so I went to my mom one day. I said, hey, mom. I said, hey, you think, you, you know, I can get some money for a beeper? My mom was like, yeah, when you finish college and become a doctor, you can get your own beeper. Bro, that same day or next day, I went to this store that was selling hip hop clothes. And they used to sell like like phone services in the back, Metro call beepers. And when I went in, I said, yo, I noticed you've got a pile of uh, not stickers, uh, flyers in the front of the um, your store. What if we worked a deal and I handed out flyers for you like every single month and you gave me a beeper for free? And dude was like, yo, that works for me. Gave me my first beeper, paid for it. It was paid for the year. And all I had to do was hand out flyers. And it only lasted for two weeks to hand out flyers. So I just want to say when you say you have other investments, it really was dope because I'm like, cats don't understand who this, I'm going to say who this man is. Because you're using words like that. There's people who are my age and even a lot older than you don't, that don't even look at things as investments. They're just looking maybe um, short-sighted at, 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 at the current opportunity. But you're like, now, nah, man, I'm diversified, pimp. <laughs> 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 and that's what's dope, bro. I'm super bullish on you, man. Like, if you, if you run for any kind of office and some shit like that, bro, I got your back because uh, I like the thinking behind it, man. I like the thinking. <laughs> thank you thank you you know i have one question for you now shoot i may be a, i may be a bit of a zoomer but you know what would you what is a beeper exactly damn i just aged myself so beeper was like one of the first uh communication devices where it's like a ping right so if you wanted to get a hold of me you would call the phone number and then in that phone number you will dial your phone number right and then it would be a little box on my hip and the little box of my hip will vibrate no matter where I'm at in the, in the world. And when I look at it, it'll have your phone number. So that oh. was kind of like back in the 90s where like if you're a doctor or a lawyer on call, right? You're like at home or whatever. And then they'll call the beeper and, and put 911 in the phone number. And you'll call that number and say, hey, who just paged me? And it's like, come down here. There's a fire. And then you'll go to that place. That's sick. Right? So... Bro, it's like when I look at where we are today, right? Like at Davos, they were talking about transparent thoughts. And I was like, fuck that. I don't want my thoughts transparent. <laughs> back, <laughs> back in the day, literally, you know, we started out with, you know, before texts, you know, there was the beeper and then the beeper turned into the Motorola two-way pager, right? That was the next step. The next step was instead of just you being able to send me a, pay, a message, I could actually type back in the beeper and, and reply back to you and then from there you had uh like the, the sidekick and the motorola trio and then now we have text messaging fucking email phones and all that other beautiful shit you know the biggest thing i remember is the blackberry i think my dad had one when i was five <laughs> bro i was a blackberry maxi like if i've ever been a maxi i was a blackberry maxi like going back to um 
I was in advertising for a short time back in the day. I worked for an agency called Low Lenses and Partners. This is before um, Mark Cuban sold uh, his company and we had him as an account. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So way back, uh, like literally, bro, way back then was my first taste at the BlackBerry. And this is when the BlackBerry was like the step up from the beeper, right? Because the beeper was you could just get a message. Now, BlackBerry, I can like type in messages like, you know, the chat goes longer. The screen looked better. So I stayed a maxi on that from advertising until the iPhone, sheesh, maybe the iPhone 9 or iPhone 8. Like, you know, you know, like the company got bought by somebody else. Then they started making like a BlackBerry that was touchscreen. Then I felt janky because I'm like, if I'm going to get a touch screen, I might as well just get an iPhone, right? And so literally I, I couldn't be a Maxi anymore because they ran out of uh, features to hold me as a Maxi. So I converted yeah. to iPhone. But yeah, uh, BlackBerry, that's OG. Anybody who had a BlackBerry, that was like Raspberry Pi or like Linux. <laughs> 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 oh, man, you got me. That was a, that was a nice walk down memory lane. Um, what would – so – where, where where do you see yourself? Um, like what 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 yeah? What do you see yourself in the future? Like what are you working towards? Well, at the moment, you know, I'm interested in being an attorney. Um, I'm actually going to uh, an academy right now. It's basically just a high school, but uh, like specialized in a specific in a specific like topic. Um, the school I go to right now is a legal studies academy. So a lot of the classes there focus on you know law. And um, all of these kinds of things that are law related. Um, for example, one of the classes I just took, I just finished this actually, as I finished my last trial today, um, was is mock trial. Um, so basically, they give us like a, a fake case, and we get parts, and we just create our own, you know, argument and argue that against another team. Um, so that's something I've loved to do. Um, and I'm interested in being an attorney for sure. It's my great grandfather was an attorney over in El Salvador. Um, he's widely recognized as a very good attorney and, you know, I'm interested in following his legacy and, you know, I'm, I'm working towards that every day. Bro, bullish, bullish, bullish. If you're not following Wombat right now, just leave the room. <laughs> leave the blockchain. <laughs> Cause you are a loser. Yo, bro. That's like, you know, what, what I realized, the more I talk to people in my community, the more I learn. And I'm all about learning. That's what that's why I'm here on Solana right now in a time like this, highlighting people like you, like learning about you wanting to be an attorney. That's dope. Yesterday, we had Richwater learning about his background in some other areas that people didn't know about was dope for to expand my knowledge horizon. Uh, we had B. Haley. You know, I had to drop a tweet last night because everybody saw that, uh, you know, the rotten eggs, you uh, shot shot a, a diss at B. Haley, right? So when I saw that as an MC, I was like, huh, how's how's B. Haley gonna handle this? Man, last night I heard I heard the clap back. <laughs> that tweet that I put was real. He is not an animator or an NFT founder. He is a battle rapper pretending to be an NFT founder and an animator. Wait until you hear that uh the diss back against the uh rotten eggs crazy yeah, take a look at that bro watch, watch the original and then when he drops the remix dude look you said you're not a fan of hip-hop let me just set up for you what he did he teased us with a little video of him 
you know, holding something in his hand. I'm going to keep it clear because it's a recorded show. <laughs> and, and he has music in the background. And the song that he had in the background was Shook Ones Part 2. Now, if you're a hip-hop head, you know Shook Ones by Mob Deep. That's a grimy hip-hop classic. And if you're going to bust on that record, you got to bust because the beat allows only to, for you to sh showcase your style. If you suck, people can tell you suck. And he just gave us a clip. He just gave us a clip, bro. And in that clip, I remember some of the things he said. He said, um, the streets answer. So I had to, I had to rip and, you know, ain't no such thing as halfway cooked. Like how the egg, the eggs are not cooked. I'm going to stop. I'm going to play. <laughs> the point I was trying to say, as you can tell by my energy, is that these spaces have allowed me to get more bullish on the space because, you know, I can't get this level of conversation or get to this level with you or any anybody just on in, in, in chats and going back and forth, right? Yeah. This is how do we sit down and how do we learn about each other? How can, can I be of service to what you're doing? And I want to let you know that, you know, I'm, uh, you're, I'm at your disposal. If you ever want any old head or anything that I'm building or doing or any inside my crazy world, you got that because you are doing incredible things. And where I come from, when you see somebody doing something incredible, you don't hate on them. You don't compete against them. You assist them and you help them. And that's how you create a legacy. You know, so I'm all about creating a legacy. And the legacy is going to outlive me because it's about working with people that are doing dope stuff and then just, you know, adding value if you can. If not, just stand there and, and help support the people and tell them, yo, what you're doing is dope. Salute. Dude, for sure. I got to tell you, man, I love your energy. And I can tell that everyone else in the space loves your energy as well. You've got a really great way of, you know, wording things and you've got a great way, you know, to connect with people. And I think these spaces really give you an amazing outlet to do so. And I just got to give you props for that. Bro, you know, it's 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 the immigrant in me. Right. When I asked you the question, you know, how was it for you? For me, it was a little different. Um, you know, I had to learn, you know, it, like I had to work harder at everything. Right. So when it came to, you know, I mean, just even just being a black kid in East Palo Alto was hard because. I, I didn't speak the language, so there was a divide. Like, why is he talking like that? And I'm looking like, what are you talking about? We're the same, right? So, but what the opportunity that I saw being here was like what you said. I see a blank canvas for me to be whoever I want to be, and I've done that. Um, I've dabbled in things that most people will never be able to dabble in. Um, you know, I've been accomplished. I've already had uh, several careers, right? So I started out doing street promotions, putting up posters and flyers on, on and handing out stuff for record labels. That turned into lifestyle marketing, right? The only difference is now I'm handing out like, you know, um, uh, soda and drinks, you know, like it, it, you might like this one. And I don't know how legal this was, but at 19 years old, I got hired by Pepsi uh, to promote oh. And they gave me a Hummer for 30 Ooh. days, an H1 Hummer. And they gave me unlimited Mountain Dew and they paid me. Okay. So all Whoa. I had to do was drive around in this Hummer that was wrapped and Mountain Dew to try. The only problem is I almost became an addict to Mountain Dew, man. And I'm glad I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> because sugar is addictive, bro. And I was on one. I was driving through Hayward, California in this Hummer, pulling up everywhere. And just people were bugging out like, yo, that's props. And but, you know, again, this goes back to like what you're doing. I started out at 16 years old. 
while everybody was outside smoking weed and running around. I didn't do none of that stuff as a kid. I was actually after school at the radio station interning or at Stanford at KGSU Stanford trying to, to intern. So I've always been trying to just do more. So that's the immigrant in me. You're not here to your, my mom and my father didn't sacrifice for me to come here to just do nothing. A hundred percent, bro. You're a legend. That's a sick job, by the way. <laughs> if you know anyone who can hire me to do that, let me know. <laughs> you know I mean, when you look back now, labor laws, it's kind of like, you know, it's like, man, maybe you guys should have gave out coupons. It's not good to just go give out Mountain Dew in the hood. Yeah, that doesn't seem very profitable. <laughs> no, no, no. But, you know, it, it, it's like it was about awareness, right? So it's like, you know, you know, back in the day, it was just handing out stuff. This is when companies had big budgets, right? So, for example, my house used to look like a, a distribution warehouse, right? Either boxes of T-shirts come, boxes of sodas, boxes of liquor. And I was the middleman between either radio station, nightclubs, um, retail stores, right? Because when you're a third party, you could do things the main company can't do. So as a third party, we would go out and say, let's say, for example, like vitamin water. Um, I wrote a plan for Northern California pilot program after they started their New York pilot program. And I got a chance to run my, my program. So like I created a celebrity hydration program where we had a number where people like Robin Williams and other celebrities can call. And then the vitamin water truck will pull up at their location and leave the water where it needs to be. Right. Um, I did on premise, off premise um, product placement where technically they didn't pay for advertisement. And we were able to get people to talk about the product on air without them paying for that advertising. Right. So it's just kind of like what we do here in Web3, man, looking for opportunity, looking for the alpha, being connected to the streets and being able to interpret that for corporate for them to understand what people are doing. And I think you do the same thing. And I think you do it with your art, brother. So, thank you. You know, Appreciate that's what's that's what's dope. Um, dude, this is crazy. I didn't know we had so much in common. I, I child of business, I, I thought you literally, I assumed, bro, and I'm never gonna assume again, right? Like, we are so much alike, and um, and I and I commend you on being an attorney when you know the law, bro. The world is unstoppable for sure, unstoppable. Yes, you have a lot in common facts uh does anybody have any questions and why if while you work on that question you want to ask wombat this is a rare opportunity you might not ever get another chance to talk to wombat in an intimate space like this right this is where you can ask the question and say wombat you know how can it so i encourage you to do that and also i encourage everybody to hit that purple button on the bottom one time for your boy once you go ahead and give it a retweet and if you're not following at we are daps man you're not going to get a chance to get into the daps collective Okay, and Wombat, while we're here right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know what we're doing with the DAPS Collective, and um and I and, and after that I want to ask you a question. So at the what we're doing is, I was gonna come out with a collection and thought there's no need to do that. I'm not a person taken from the ecosystem, so we pushed that back and decided to focus on a smaller thing, a smaller group of people, and get a dope, solid foundation there, and that's what the DAPS Collective is. Um, the other project will come out when we get to that place. But right now, it's about building a collective of dope individuals that have a mindset of building dope things. And when I mean dope things, not stuff that's already there, but really pushing the limits and really getting out of uh, the area of, of staleness and pushing into new areas. Um, and when I say dope people, 
people such as yourself and other project founders and enthusiasts and creators on this blockchain. So when we launch, we're only coming out with a thousand cards for this collective. It's a small collective. Now, what's incredible is there are only 33 black cards. There's 333 platinum cards and there's 647 rose gold cards, similar to American Express. Now, owning a black card is the pinnacle status symbol in everything I do ever. This is like my most important mint that I will ever do because this is the cornerstone of everything I'm building. If you own one of each, one black card, remember there's only 33 black cards, one black card, one platinum card, and one rose gold, you're part of a special group that we have that's going to work with every... How can I say this? I don't, I don't want to say exclusive because we all say exclusive. I don't want to say roundtable because everybody has a roundtable. <laughs> but just know this group of 33, like IRL events, Los Angeles, they're there. This, this is going to be the highest level tastemaker group on the Solana blockchain. And Lola. I would like for you to be a part of that group. And I'm offering you today and giving you an honorary membership, uh, honorary card to the DAPS Collective. Let's go. And, Let's go. And, and appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. And 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 all I'm gonna, you know, the, the all I'm gonna ask for you to do is is with everybody. We had this whole uh actually I'll get off, I'll talk to you offline with that. It's done. And um, and the reason why. I mean, dude, again, I'm so bullish that you're a young kid doing this, bro, because in this space, you've proven to me several times that these discords are not full of kids who are just um, not cultured or who are disrespectful and don't have manners and training, right? Like, I've been in situations where I've had members on my team where I've had to let them go because of a lack of accountability. And these are people who graduated college. Right. There's um, sometimes maturity. uh, You know, you have, you know, chats that seem very immature. And, bro, your vibe is like the Financial Times, if you know what that is. (laughs) Do you know what the Financial Times is? I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah. You're probably being humble saying I heard of it. You probably got a you probably got a column in the back. Low key. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I wish one of these days, one of these days. So I see we got some sp- we got some speakers in here. We got, you know, low key. I got my panda on today, man. We had a space earlier on with Pitt and all the pandas pulled up, pulled up. And I had to keep the energy, man, because I'm a panda at heart. And I see we got red on the panel. We got moon on the panel. What's going on, family? Yo, what's up? Came to give Wombat some flowers. Got a flower delivery for Wombat. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate Yo. it. I, uh, you know. Steps. I mean, and props. I mean, I, I, I want to fucking. Uh, I want. Sorry, I gotta keep it clean. Uh, nah, man, you must be a psychic. You asked the exact question I wanted to come up and ask. Uh, you know, why? You know, Wombat. Why? Obviously, I think we know, but like, why Solana versus anywhere else? I think it's just interesting. You know, you're kind of. I don't. I don't. You know, you don't throw the word prodigy out lightly, but you're a hardworking. What are you? Fifteen? Yes, I am. Yeah, you're a hard fifteen year old, and you have a, you you clearly have a certain aptitude. Uh, you know, you got the genes for this. And I see other, you know, there's another like fifteen year old in the space developer. What's his name? Uh, Gajesh. Uh, I think so. I, he works with uh, Backpack, right? Yeah, and like Solana Labs, Coral, and like it's so interesting to me that Solana is where it's at for 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 the young for the young blood. So. Oh man, so it's any you know, 
hearing the way you're looking at all this, it, it just makes me super bullish. Like you could be anywhere. You you could be messing around on Polygon, which you should. You should you should do your research and look at everything because we're all gonna learn from you. But I also think that you're keen, you're a smart kid, and like you don't seems like you're not wasting time getting to where you wanna go. And it's interesting that you're here. And there's other, you know, there young cats like you are here. So just seeing you here, man, just is, is a great thing to see. And uh, I ain't going to get tired of that. We got we got years to go. Let's go. Yeah, for sure. I'm happy to be here. And, you know, Salon is my home. I think yeah, I've established that. Um, and, you know, I've like I said before, you know, the real building is happening here. And if you look anywhere else, I mean, I don't see any other blockchains that have nearly as much progress that we have as we have nor nearly as many people making the progress. Um, so that's why I'm hyper bullish on Solana. And, you know, I'll be here till the end of time. You know, I got to add, um, there's another. OK, so you're not the youngest person I met. Do you know a kid named MK? Uh, I am not familiar with this. OK, um, weird situation. It's kind of like what Moon said. Uh, I was in a project that we got rugged hard. Uh, it was called Ivy Vampires uh, like last year. And after we got rugged, you know, usually there's like a, a rug coping discord that people open up after it's been rugged. Like everybody goes there and it's like, we got rugged. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> everybody just hugs each other. So we were in the coping discord and uh, just everyone getting to know each other. And this one dude was like, yo, I'm doing a project, whatever. You know, I'm looking for investors. And he shot over a deck. And I was like, yeah, this look cool. How much are you looking for? He's like, I'm looking for like five grand. I'm like, well, shit, that's OK. It's not a lot. Let me. Let's let's look at the business. Like, let's get on a call. I want to know who you are. Like, I can't just send you five bands because you fucking have this dope, all this stuff lined out. Long story short, he sends me. Uh, he's like, let's talk on Telegram. And then he sent me a message and he was like, yo, I got to finish up school. So in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, OK, cool. It's all good. You know, he's finishing up maybe, you know, college or maybe, you know, he's like 18. And then when we got on the phone, he goes, yeah, man, that was I forgot what he said, but he was like, yeah, I'm 14 years old. And I felt, I was just like, okay, bro, look, listen, I need to talk to your dad first, okay? <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect. I just want to talk to your dad because for me, you know, look, as a kid, you could talk to whoever, but I feel like you're you're extremely a minor, and I would prefer to talk to your dad and let them know who I am, what I'm doing. So there's no fucking misunderstandings. It, it just, it was weird, but dude was 14, just turned 14, and he was like, look, I could, I could, I could build the site. I could build a staking. I could do this. I did the artwork. And after that, I became bullish on the I'm like, okay, you're 14. Uh, Got to talk to your parents, though, first, man. I can't give you five bands. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I got to talk to your parents to be accountable, right? So, um, so, but you, you have a whole different energy, man. You know, again, I think, you know, um, and, and this is a question I didn't ask you. And let me, actually, let's get to, let's get to Blue because he's got his hand up. And then I'll, I'll ask the question after that. Blue, what do you want to add, brother? Perfect. Uh, hey, guys. How's it going? Um, Wombat, I heard earlier that you um, you were going to get into, like, studying law and all that type of stuff. Um, so when the ecosystem progresses and we do have a bit more of, you know, law and order, in it, I guess, because, you know, we're in, like, the whole Wild West kind of phase. But eventually, I assume somehow it'll get regulated. Have you ever thought about um, maybe in the future, like combining your law into like the world of crypto and like NFTs uh, when that is kind of like becomes a thing? Um, 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. That's been one of my, you know, biggest interests um, when it comes to law. I'm like more specifically, I didn't mention this before, but at the moment I'm interested in studying, you know, business law. And I've seen, you know, the D- the Dejan Trash Pandas had a, have a lawyer, uh, Mr. Lawyer. Um, we I had a chance to talk to him on a space uh, a couple months ago, and he's a great guy. Um, he gave me some uh, spectacular advice. And, you know, he's doing great things for the project. He's keeping them accountable um, in terms of the, on the legal side. And, you know, as much as as much as a, of a buzzkill he may be during spaces, um, he he does keep them uh, legally accountable, which is extremely important, in my opinion. And like you said, there will be future regulations. I mean, it, it, I, I, in my opinion, it has to happen. Um, which, you know, there will be a high demand for people um, who know the space, um, who've had experience in the space, and who also know the law. Yeah, um, you're right. It does have to happen just due to the fact that there's there's too many uh, people taking advantage of others. Like, that's all it is, um, unfortunately. <laughs> but you're going you're gonna to get that uh, with anything. Um, so, yeah. And I think it's good to have uh, somebody like Wombat who, you know, has been here um, almost since like the beginning of it on Solana, um, because it's like he'll have insight and perspective that will put him at a competitive advantage against a lot of other people. Right. Um, You know, when you come from the culture, you can speak up and stand for the culture and help protect the culture. And, you know, on a regulatory level, I think a lot of the people that look at regulation, you know, they don't really look at it from a standpoint of, you know, quote unquote, protecting or shaping the ecosystem. Usually it's kind of like, you know, like knowing who you are or other goals that are not necessarily, you know, not our main objectives. Right. Um, I think some people are looking for security. Some people are looking for ways to protect the technology. So, again, Wombat, we're not putting any pressure on you, brother. Again, no pressure but we're betting on you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, yo, Red, you, you got something you wanted to ask, fam? Red's probably knocked out. I was going to say something. I could say. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, man. Just thinking you, you could really – you want to honor your, your grandfather, you said, right? Yeah, for sure. Huge influence in my life. Well, you know, it seems like – I don't want to call anything too early, you know, but like the fact that you're here is probably lining up with the fact that you will be involved with some le- something legal in this space one time or another. And who knows, maybe you you could probably write a good argument and uh, about maybe a case or something that went down in this space that no one's even thinking about. And it might end up in a law book. I really hope so. You know, um, you know, you could probably get a scholarship wherever you want. You write it, you know. Pick your pick. Pick the case. Something strong that has a bigger overarching effect. Maybe protecting artists in this space. Who knows? But you're young enough, and you have this time. You could really. Who knows what you could come up with? Hey, well, uh, recently, um, an eighth project that men had called Kid Called Base. They were going to do the second half of their mint, and um, their whole Twitter got hacked when there was only uh, one person that could access it. Um, they believe it was like an, like someone in, in Twitter got paid off. Um, so there's that going on right now. I think something like, I know, like around 80K or something was stolen from like different wallets. Oh, wow. Like that's uh, a big kind of recent thing that happened. That was only like a few days ago. <laughs> yeah, terrible. 
Yeah, for sure. And all, stuff like that happens all the time, too. It's That's why I think it's extremely important that there has to be some sort of regulation. You know, I think one of the common misconceptions is that regulation will bring forth, you know, governments taking advantage of the decentralization. But, you know, there's ways in which governments don't have to, you know, take advantage of the decentralization in which they can, you know, protect, you know, their citizens, they can protect uh, the common consumer here in the market, um, which, you know, uh, help, help the space in general um, without, you know, damaging the whole decentralization aspect. Todd, you see that? It got quiet. That boy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Yo, Wombat, oh man. When you when you're when you're when you're like 30 and, and you're arguing with someone about that, and you'd be like, Yeah, I've been in this space since I was 14. <laughs> They're just gonna be that quiet. Or <laughs> <laughs> remember this day. That's dope. That's that's a stunt right there. <laughs> it's like, do you know I've been doing this since I was 14? Cats like, bro, you're like 22. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, but real talk, man, you do have an unfair uh, advantage. And I advise anybody in this room who's still young, if there's something you're passionate about, get into it and start learning it. Because if it wasn't like, I'm only as dope as I am now because of all this earlier shit that I did that gave me an opportunity, it gave me access and information the average person didn't have. Remember, it's like when you have mentors and when you have people who show you stuff, it's like, yeah, you could like, for example, um, I worked in advertising, so I understand the logic behind that. Right. Um, I asked so many questions. Uh, I remember asking this guy, Melvin P. Bacon, Melvin P. Bacon worked for Warner Brothers. I said, Melvin, how do I do what you're doing? And he goes, oh, I went to school. I have a degree in economics and entertainment. So then I was like, okay, done deal, entertainment, economics. And I just kept moving in the direction, asking questions. And it built this confidence because I knew I was going down the direction that 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 aligned with my passion, um, consciously and subconsciously. I see you doing the same thing. So yeah, like Kobe has an unfair advantage on anybody. If you want to talk about unity game development, you know, Dev Father, you know, I, want, I can't wait until, until I talk to him. Dev Father, I remember we were talking, it, it, not we were talking, but there was a space and this tech conversation came up between him, I think Liberty, and I think it was about boots. So I think it was boots, raindrops, and some whatever. And, and no, and Pitt, and Pitt was bugged out because he was like, "I'm ready, I got it, I'm ready." And Cass was like, "What? You you got did what?" He was like, "Yep, ready to go right now, right now." You know, so it's like I, I love that kind of shit, bro, because. You know, it's people like Dev Father, people like Utility Maker, you know, people like Shrimp. Like, have you listened to Shrimp's show? Shrimp's afternoon show, Unplugged Talk? That boy's really in there like a breath of fresh air. And I'm just bullish on people who put it in their hands to want to add something to the ecosystem to make it better for everybody. So, dude, I salute you on that. And that's why I wanted you here, bro. Um, I wanted to congratulate you. I wanted to give you your flowers in the room. You already know how dope you are, but I wanted you to know that I believe and I know that you're dope. And I just wanted to find out because I'm a dad. I have a daughter, five years old. And my goal is to set her up to be the dopest she could be. Critical thinking, right? And and things like that. So as I as I see uh, cats like you, it just inspires me as a father to do the best that I can to create an environment. And you know, my daughter knows about NFTs right now. She knows about my pandas. She knows about what's in the wallet and things of that nature. So at five, we're kind of headed in the right direction, but I'm excited to this year.
that when she's around 14, 15. And uh, you give me great hope. And she's going to do her own thing because we can't control the future. But, man, uh, seeing what you accomplished and knowing your background, I'm bullish on the future on, on cats trying to make it. Dude, really appreciate it. I got to tell you. Um, the reason, one of the biggest reasons I'm here is because I see it, I see it like this, you know, now is the time to get started. I have a lot of free time on my hands. Um, you know, later on in college, it might be too late for me to pursue the things that I'm interested in. Um, and now it's a great time for discovery, you know, seeing and finding out what exactly I want to do. Um, really experimenting with all these stuff that I've been, I've been looking at and web three is a great place to, you know, do that. There's a lot of art related opportunities here. The, the amount of, uh, things I've learned, just experience, experience based things here in web three amounts to 10 times like genuinely, um, you know, it's, it's incredible. Um, I've learned so much about the art market. I've learned about marketing, I've learned about the legal side of Web3. I've learned about the decentralization. I could go on and on for, you know, hours about everything that I've learned here. And, you know, like you said before, I, I hope that and I think that this experience will be extremely valuable um, in the future, for sure. Red, OG Red, you're on, brother. Mate, so 15, yeah? Yeah. Yes, uh, yes. I got a boy that's ten years old, mate. If he's if if he's half as smart as you, I think I think he'd be doing well. I think he'd be happy. Um, amazing, amazing. I'm blown away. I'm an old fella, um, and you've got such passion for it. So I wish you luck, dude. Thank you. Appreciate it. Love the PFP, by the way. That's a sick ape. Yeah, man. I love this ape. Uh, shrimp, Dev Father, and Zappo, man, uh, stable coins in the fucking um, in the community. So big, big shout out and flowers to them. Um, yeah, Shock as well, and and others. So yeah, I love the space. Uh, keep it up, hey. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's what's up, man. Yeah, those you know those DAAs, uh, those those are stables, man. I've got to add some to my bag, man. Uh, I've got some pandas, but God, Lee, yeah, that hat, bro, the top hat, gangster, gangster, gangster. Cardboard, what's going on, brother? I just wanted to throw Shrimp some love. He's if when we finish up here, if you guys want to go check out Shrimp Show Unplugged, uh, it starts at eight o'clock. Uh, he'll be doing some interviews tonight. I believe Solana Berries is on there tonight. I'm unfortunately I don't remember if there's anyone else. Definitely gonna be there supporting the homie Shrimp. He supports us, we support Shrimp. And you know, again, I don't know if you were here earlier on. Uh, you know, unplugged talk. I've been super excited. Matter of fact, that's where uh Pitt he had Pitt one day on there. And um I just like Shrimp's energy, man. Shrimp Sapple. Like, wherever you see me in a room, Frosty, like, you guys already know what it is. I'm consistently the same person. I'm an energy person, right? It's like people who are just unapologetically dope people, I fuck with them, period. Uh, I like what Sapo does late night. You know, um, I like what he's doing with the koala bot spaces. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> 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 and that's between, yeah, between y'all, you know. Uh, so, yeah, dude, at, at the end of the day, man, I'm just a, I'm just a, a person here to help i'm a friend i'm a father i'm a dj i'm a professional i'm a hustler i'm a rapper 
I'm all of the above. I'm a child of the universe. Whatever form I have to take this energy and trans translate it to or transmute it to to make something happen, I'm with the ish to do that. So um, that's my contribution to the space. And uh, does anybody have any more questions before we run into some giveaways? The homie what, moon. Moon. What are we giving away? I've got a big head I can give away. Okay. That's what's up, Brad. Hey, I appreciate no. it. We're going to start off first. Uh, cardboard hat was hitting me. Cardboard, you, you want to take over the giveaway? No, you go ahead. I'm still helping my son. Okay. What are we giving away again? Uh, Wombat, do you want to explain? You saw what I had posted up. You want to explain what that is? Yeah, I got it for sure. So I did this edition sale a while back. I think it was like a month ago. Um, it was one of the very first editions I've done. Um, it's a full pixel art piece, um, and it's also animated. Um, it's the picture. I think it's pinned. I don't know if it's pinned. It might not be. Um, I'll pin it quick. Oh, the, I got it. The one with the, um, with the pyramid? Yes, that, that piece is called The Tomb, and it's a part of my uh, – it's part of one of my collections. Um, it's basically just an edition that I sold a, a couple – like a month ago, like I said. And, you know, it's a fully animated piece. Um, I don't know if it shows up on there, but if you want to take a look at it, it's also on Exchange Art. Um, we sold that out. The first edition sale I sold out at that point in time. And, you know, it's, it's exciting. Um, definitely one of my favorite pieces I made. That's dope. That's dope. So you guys, again, uh, child of business ain't no joke. If you go on there, it's not an easy walk in the park to to get access to his artwork. So this is definitely a rare opportunity. And if, and basically make sure you're following everybody on stage. And then uh, we're going to give it a minute to make sure that everybody likes, retweets uh, the post that uh, he just tagged up there, the one that Cardboard has, like retweet the space. And then uh, we're going to go ahead and pick a winner uh, for this awesome piece to go to a new home to a new wallet and also everybody that we have here uh that, that you see on uh, daps collective space i want you to be aware that we collect their art as well in our treasury uh when we started before we even started doing any spaces under the daps collective uh cardboard and i were talking about what's the best way that we can help the community instead of coming out and shilling to you shilling to you what we want to do and you know fund us doing this we just thought it'd be better for us to focus on other people doing dope stuff and then slowly but surely you could learn about who we're doing and get comfortable with what we're doing and see the bigger picture and the vision and then scale from there so it's a little bit different um strategy than most project but you know i'm excited right now i just got the um the account set up for the podcast you know, uh, before this, I had a podcast on Apple Music. It's called the Builders and Times podcast. You can still hear old episodes right now. And uh, I didn't really say too much, but these episodes, you know, the collective, we're uh, kicking off the episodes. So they will be on Apple Music, um, uh, Google, everywhere to allow people to hear this message. And maybe we can onboard more people through Web2 when they hear, you know, somebody hears, man, he's 15, I'm 16. Man, I could do this too. Or they hear about, you know, an upcoming space with somebody like Dev Father and realize, man, I got these ideas too. Maybe I can, you know, go build on and learn Rust and all this stuff too. So my goal is to have this as an archive. And every space, there have been gems dropped. Richwater dropped gems. B. Haley dropped gems. You dropped gems. And allow people who are not in Web3 to use their, you know, DSP of choice to learn about the collective and then eventually help them on board that way. So, the, yeah, this... 
this content is going to go further than Twitter spaces. And that's why I'm selective with the people that I uh, inquire about, because I want to make sure people walk away with some sense of value or some kind of education or at least feeling good. So that's what we're doing. Zero cool. What's good, family? Hey, what's up, folks? Uh, I just wanted to chime in. I know that uh, Wombat was talking about kind of his journey and, and you know, how uh, one of the things I wanted to kind of like bring out was the fact that I kind of started in a similar space in that, you know, I was doing Clubhouse for a bit and started teaching this and that and just really, you know, creating my own, you know, kind of cultivating the people around me. And I'll tell you, as a young as a young man who is energetic and has that passion, bro, you're in the perfect place to just accelerate your growth and your future. Um, and one thing I, I kind of picked up on, um, I'm a pattern dude. I have a mass amount of ADHD. I think your biggest challenge, you know, going into the legal side of things to detract what we're already kind of moving towards. But I would challenge you to try and you to try and figure out a better way of wording, um, you know, the decentralization or the the word of someone coming in or a government coming in and, and you know, doing the whole oversight. Figuring out a different way to word that because, you know, coming from the crypto space in general, we're all about, you know, not being regulated. If you can find a better way of spinning that narrative, I promise you, brother, young man, you will have an infinite amount of possibilities if you can reword that and, and try and create a more tonality around having a government come in. And, you know, regulation is... I think it's the hardest word in, of all to really be able to avoid and bring in, you know, an oversight. So I'm happy to hear you, you know, in these rooms, you know, it's a, it was a room of 15. Now it's different. Keep doing your thing, brother. And I promise you will go places. For sure. Thank you for the feedback. I really appreciate that. I'll definitely, you know, look into how I can rephrase that. Cause that is something that, you know, that is important to me, especially, you know, being focused on the law aspects. Um, I'll definitely, you know, consider what you said and yeah, yeah for sure. Any way that you can reward that, I will promise you people will jump from the anywhere to be part of whatever it is you're bringing to the space. But as soon as you can figure out a way to kind of mend that word with whatever it is that you're trying to do and how you're trying to create a safer space for all, people will follow you, brother. Like, I'm, I'm excited for you and anyone in this room. I mean, props knows me from a long time ago and so does Cardboard. So um, any way that you can you can bring value, I think, is really, the, I think, the, the bridge that would be helpful to you. And you follow me, man. I appreciate you. I think, again, you're in a good space to be successful in the future. Thank you. Appreciate it. Blue Cowboy. Yeah, so I was just going to say, like, um, a lot of people hear regulation and think, like, government. But what's to say, like, we can't elect, like, our own lawmen, you know, kind of thing? Because, you know, back in the day... Uh, policemen weren't actually like, like, for example, uh, back in the Wild West, um, people would the town would select their sheriff, like they weren't just put in by government. Like people would actually choose who would be the lawman. So like, what's to say Solana uh, couldn't do that? You know, like we the, as a community choose, um, you know, who's laying down the law, because that way we we well the people are choosing not uh, the overarching government. Uh, that's just an idea that I thought of because we're on this topic. No, that makes sense. It's like, so are you proposing like we, we set up our own lobby? Yeah, why not? Like, you know, it was, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not an expert at, at all, but just as a theory, like I would prefer that than, you know, 
the national government coming in. Yeah. And, you know, you know. Any anytime you add the word government, blues onto something wombat. Anytime you come in and you drop the word government oversight or you know any of that stuff, dude. Anyone from this space is going to run as fast as possible away from it. I mean, look at the narrative right now. So, dude, these are gems right here. You're hearing, brother. One hundred percent. Yeah, and I think it also takes uh, respect. I have to. I have to do a little bit more research on it. Obviously, you know, um, I'm one hundred percent. You know, I'm. I'm not a lawyer. And, you know, there's definitely two sides of the story here. You know, there's there's really more research to be done, you know, more more to be seen. You know, we're very early um, and, you know, you hear that a lot in the space. But I think there's still I think we're still too early to know uh, what the right direction to take is. Facts. I would even take ownership over that wombat. I would say you as a person who's championing that narrative not necessarily we're early, but you're early. You know what I mean? You're, you're trying to create the narrative that you're kind of taking charge, man. I'm really excited for you. Thank you. You know, there's a, I'll share with you uh, for everybody in this room. There's a book called, I know too many books. There's a book called Words That Work by Dr. Frank Luntz. And Frank Luntz is a political strategist. He's up for hire. He doesn't care who you are. If you got the money, he'll pay you. You pay him. And he'll reword your uh, your phrase. And the book is called, it's, it's not what you say, it's what people hear. So anybody who cares about their words and want to figure out how to, you know, get certain things across, Words That Work by Dr. Frank Luntz. Pretty good read. Uh, Cray Hans, actually Cray Hans, not Hans, Cray Hans. Guten Tag, brother, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yo, what's up, man? How's it going? Damn, well, man, chill, what chill. you do? Are we finally locking you up? Did you turn 16? What's happening? Uh, I'm not the CEO of DTP yet. So. You see, he said yet, right? Like, <laughs> he, didn't say, he didn't say no. He just said yet. Bro, don't ever leave that tenacity. Keep with it, brother. <laughs> Thank you. I wouldn't be surprised if he negotiates his own contract and then write, and drafts up the contract and get everybody to sign. <laughs> We're going to get through one. What did you have to reword, though? Like, Oh, you missed the whole thing. You missed the whole thing, bro. Come on. Where were you? No I'm one has to reword <laughs> Whatever, man. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, you missed anyway, Yeah, you man. missed the whole part. <laughs> yeah, I hope you guys are having a good day, man. I'm having a great day myself. We'll see if it continues and shit. But, uh, hell yeah. I got more quests coming, guys. Stay focused. Yo, where are you calling us from? Are you in a submarine, my G? Where the hell are you sound <laughs> far as fuck? Where are you I'm at? I'm in a car. I'm oh, on man. a hand. I was race. like, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you was in a submarine, bro. I was like, okay, Hans. <laughs> I see you. I see you. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, man, um, it's about 5.45 PST my time, and I know Wombat is on a tight schedule because this dude makes things happen and he's still in school and he was working with us today and he gave us his time, undivided attention and said, I'm going to pull up. I'm, I'm going to just mess with the collective for the time and I'm going to make myself available. And time is something you can't get back at all. So when people waste people's time, to me, that's the worst thing you could do is waste somebody's time. But when I you agree. can use that time and add value and share and people walk away feeling fulfilled, then that's a great use of time, bro. So I want to thank you for that. And um, maybe we run into, actually we'll run in a couple more questions and then we'll pick the winner for the animated piece. And then we'll go ahead and do the closing remarks. 
play the song, and then we'll be on to uh, the homie Shrimp Space. Perfect. Sounds good. Moon, talk to me. Actually, actually, I'll just wait till the send. You know, so we send them off at the end. Okay. So let's do this. Okay. Uh, let's see. We could do a Twitter picker, or we could do something creative. How you want to do this? Should we make them? Ask, should we ask questions? Like, you know, I like to change this up. Uh, Twitter picker is cool, but uh, Twitter picker is boring. Twitter yeah. picker is boring. So you, you want to do? Okay, Wombat, you want to ask somebody? You want to ask some kind of trick question or something, bro? How you want to do this? I've got an idea, but I want I want to see what you what your thoughts are. I don't know. I don't I don't have an idea in mind. Okay. Well, let's do this. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. How many people? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay. Let's do this. Let's. We're gonna do the easiest thing ever. And the easiest thing ever is a contest where I say a, an emoji, and the first person to hit that emoji, they're gonna win the wombat piece, and they're gonna be able to acquire. But, listen to what I'm saying. But if you're on, if you're on stage, you're gonna want to go down to the listeners because there's a delay, so we won't be able to accept anybody out of the on stage. This is alpha. This is the alpha. Okay, I'm so I'm gonna. Here, so I'm good. So how do I host from the? How do I host? How do I go down and host cardboard? <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. You're not getting it. <laughs> That's why I'm not a comedian. I, I saw no one was laughing at first. That's why I didn't go to. I, I, I was. I would never be a comedian. All right, let's. Um. Okay, we we gonna do it. It's, it's time. It's time. Get your fingers ready. Okay. Like okay. So, I am gonna reward. Okay, <laughs> you guys see Kobe? Kobe's like a ninja. His fingers are already on the, <laughs> on the emojis, right? Okay, but it's real simple. Look, the first person to wave, the first person to keep it 100 gets it. Keep it 100. Nope. Got to wave. Ah, Phil C was Phil the first C. one. Phil C, the homie Phil got it. Let's go. Congratulations. Congratulations. Phil, Phil, you can shoot me your wallet, and I will send that on over to you. You just acquired a child of business wombat piece. It's going to be very valuable. You know, I'm not saying that's going to get you free legal uh, help in the future. That's between you and him. But uh, there's way more <laughs> utility than that because you are buying an investment. You've won something that's definitely going to increase in value over time. I mean, come on. The, dog's fi the kid's 15. He's got uh, trash pandas in his wallet. He's got an SMB on his profile right now. He makes art. He's going to school for legal. You don't think the price is going to go up? <laughs> Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. <laughs> All right. Anybody wants to add some uh, one and two, some flowers before we get up out of here? Yeah, I just wanted to say, um, yeah, Wombat, obviously, if it's not a, a you know completely apparent, like we're always here for you. Long haul, man. We're always here. And then now that you're in the depths, you know, you got that whole collective to reflect, you know, whenever you need advice or whatever, you want to learn something. Hopefully we're going to, you know, populate that whole community with people who can answer your questions and get whatever you want done. Dude, for sure. And, you know, I'm super bullish on getting advice from people. You know, I always, I always, every single time before I do anything, I always consult someone that I trust. It's super important to me. 
Um, regardless of what the idea is, regardless if I think, think it's the best idea in the world, I will always consult someone before it because, you know, people have different perspectives and they see something that maybe I don't, they see a flaw that I can fix, they see something that I, I could do better. And I think that's something super important, especially when it comes to making decisions and especially when it comes to making decisions for me. Yeah. And even I've, in my, in my experience, sometimes when I, when I do ask for advice, I get the worst advice, but at least it, I know it leads me to know exactly what I do have to do because I see the polar opposite of like, I can't do that. <laughs> but now it at least it helped me see, you know, when. so cheers. Cheers, buddy. Man. Appreciate good it. Looking out, good looking out for that moon. You are moon. You are a real one. Real one. I've, I've, I, you know, I've, I've gone back and forth with moon for a minute now. Um, you know, I'm building a personal relationship with the kid, man. And I just want to thank all the pandas that support your boy, I mean, people like Moon, at first I was like, I forgot. I was like, who are you? Like, he retweets, tweets, like, likes. He's in the, I mean, he, you know, very supportive, man. And, you know, we, we're all busy. Let's just keep it real. We all have projects that we're working on. But sometimes it's good to kind of help other people, like, to add value to what they do. Because they'll do it for you, too. Right? If we all work together, we can get there faster. But if we try to race each other, then we ain't going to make it. If you're in a race with me and you think I'm in a race with you and people are holding back information and don't want to do this, we're all going to fucking lose. But when you have people like Moon, people like Cray, you know, I mean, Cardboard, uh, Cal, family right there. It's like Phil. Phil was a real one, like a real, 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 real one. Kobe, right? So and same thing with Blue. Blue, I, I bumped into you uh, like a week ago and we've been in the space the last couple of days. I fuck with Ghost Kid Dow. And, uh, and I appreciate your energy, brother. So I'm saying all this to say, there's a saying in, in Zimbabwe, you can go far by yourself, but you can go farther with the team. And I'm here to answer questions. If you don't get the information you need right away, I'm a founder, I'm a father, I'm busy, and sometimes I make mistakes. Come back around and ask a question. But I, I'm here to add value to what people are doing. And my, my background in Web2, product placement in Hollywood, television, uh, done, you know, growing up Gotti TV shows, working with athletes, launching brands, merch brand, all kind. I've done a lot of stuff and I have a lot of resources. So I'm here to help. And uh, same thing like you said, Wombat, it's about your community. And uh, this community right here is something that I would not be who I am if it wasn't with you motherfuckers. So let's stay dope. Let's keep it dope and let's keep challenging each other to be the best. And that's how this space is going to get better by all of us holding ourselves to be accountable on a higher level and just making sure everything we do is dope. Let's go. You know, so on that note, uh, we gave the winner out and I had a, look, I got to find another record. What's one of your favorite songs? Cause I know you said you don't, you said Hamilton. Any ham, my favorite Hamilton song is, uh, what is it called? Oh my gosh. I'm blanking. Hold on a minute. Let me pull it up. It's, um, I literally have it played recently. Let me let me get it for you. So. And you know, I don't ask people. Stop. Like, Non-stop. Non-stop. And I normally don't ask anybody for music because I feel like I'm the guy. But, bro, I, I'm, I'm riding with you, man. And, uh, you know, I want, I want, we're going to end this in a way that, uh, you know, it's, it, 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 it celebrates uh, the Wombat, the child of business. So, non-stop by Hamilton. And then, uh, let's see, here we go, non-stop. So, this is, this is your boy Props. We're about to run it down. I uh, want to thank everybody who pulled up to the Daps Collective Episode 5. Today we had the Child of Business, a.k.a. Wombat, holding it down. 
in the building. We got Cray Hans, Phil C, V Cal, Cardboard Church, Kobe, 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 Kobe. That's like a you know that little thing you press on the little uh, DJ thing, Kobe, <laughs> right? And uh, we're about to end this show today. Uh, give we are Daps a follow if you want to see qualified Daps list. You can go to dapscollective.com hit the apply button and if you are in boom you're on the white list and you will know and uh, that's what we're going to do so we're going to end the show tonight with a song from hamilton the song's called non-stop because wombat say look man i don't want to listen to anything else except hamilton i don't really mess with your one two hippity 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 but i do <laughs> get down with hamilton so on that note appreciate you guys and i'll see you guys the replay will be available everywhere take care Let's go. Appreciate it. Thank you.